Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast, everyone. Happy Thursday. Hope you're having an amazing day. We're so close to the end of the week. We're so close. We can taste it. Some of us are already having an amazing day Do you because smell it? I smell betrayal once again. Yeah. And I really honestly just like want to glaze over it. I don't want to talk about it because it's so deeply painful. And okay. like, and it's honestly embarrassing. Like, can we just skate past it? I don't think it's embarrassing. I really don't. Of course you don't because you're the winner in the betrayal where like literally my own son. At least. Like, do you pay his bills? No. Like, I literally walk him all the time, feed him, pay his motherfucking bills. Bitches subscribe to BarkBox. Like, Still can't sit with me on the show. Oh, wait. Am I convincing oh, wait. him? Is he on the... No, no. He's just getting more comfortable with his auntie. At <sighs> least he say, did the betrayal before the cameras went on, and he didn't, like, publicly shame me Yeah, but me no, like then that. you brought it up, so you're publicly shaming me. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody's perfect. <laughs> Maybe this is an April Fool's prank he's playing on you. Oh, yeah. So I just want to give a disclaimer to the show. Like, we don't have April Fool's pranks for you. I find them annoying. Jackie had, like, one idea, and I didn't like it. I'm like, we're just going to end up, like, being My offensive. Prank. Like, Of course, no. My prank was, like, an idea that I never, like, actually wanted to do because it's, like, way too crazy and, like, you guys couldn't handle it. Um, no, like, the world couldn't <laughs> handle it. Like, April Fool's has now become, like, a sensitive thing. Like, No, I feel like, I feel like April Fool's, I actually think that, like, COVID was great for April Fool's because it gave, like, this reset to April Fool's that we all needed. And I, I really am caught off guard, like, today. Dana got me this morning. Every year she tries to get me. What'd she do? Some years she has, some years she hasn't. She texted me and I woke up and I happened to like wake up a little earlier and was just like scrolling on my phone and I, I opened her text first and she like said something about one of the vaccines. I don't want to like spread misinformation and oh, get this video funny. taken down but she was like oh my god like Pfizer vaccine like all these studies just came out like <laughs> I don't <laughs> I'm not going to say because, like, literally, like, the video no, will be taken April down. April first is so sensitive. Like, no, like, vaccine information is so sensitive. Right. So, and I was like, oh, my God, what? I was like, send me the article. And she's like, I can't. April Fool's. Oh, <laughs> God. She's so nerdy. Like, that's no, no, no. what she came up with? She lives for April Fool's. I was like, who else did you get? I think she got a lot of people. But people had been on to her for so many years. Like, you have an alarm set. Like, Dana's texting you. It's April Fool's. But because of COVID, like, I feel like people's defenses are really down. And, like, April Fool's is 
they're having success. No, the key to April Fool's is just like catching someone who um, doesn't realize it's April 1st yet. You know, that's well, why you she, have to do oh, it in the morning. She always sends the morning text. Like she literally wakes up early. It's like her birthday. I swear. She loves April Fool's. Um, and so she like, got me today. She really did. So just be on alert from like your favorite like influencers and celebrities like pulling pranks on you. Like Ben did one this morning that I actually thought was pretty funny. Um, but all in all, I'm like not into pranks. So there are no pranks here today. People rely on this show. We're going to give you the same old regular show. Nothing crazy. No pranks. We're not pranking anyone. Theo, stop eating the plant. Theo. Theo, come, come to mom. Or is he? Or is it a prank? Oh. Everything today I'm going to be like, is it a prank? Is it not? I can't leave my house because I'm just going to be paranoid like that people are pranking me. Yeah, and also I'm just going to like use this as an excuse to stay off social media because I'm not in the mood to have my like emotions toyed with. Yeah. Like and someone already sent me something and it's like they got fooled and then they're sending it to me like, look at this. And I'm like, you fool. Yeah, you're a fool. <laughs> fool me once. <laughs> no, and also I just, I'm really hoping that this year we don't have any moronic celebrities or influencers who do like a fake pregnancy announcement because like we're so beyond that as a society. It's just like not I acceptable. I don't know who would. Like Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber did it like two years ago. Oh, did they? And they got so much shit for it. Good. Rightfully like, so. That's not a funny prank. No, it's not a funny prank like for the, those who are pranked nor for the prankies. Like, you could have a baby one day. So, like, why would you want to make a joke about it? Yeah. No, it's just weird. So, like, hopefully nobody does anything idiotic like that. I'm sure someone will. Don't worry. Yeah. No, that's the one thing I can always rely on, like, people on the internet for. Like, to do something stupid. And then mm -hmm. I just watch. Mwahaha. Mwahaha. But no pranks here today. I And that's not a prank either. We're fully just doing a regular show. It's hard to tell, though. Sometimes you just never know what could happen on April Fool's. I know. I am getting a haircut today. So, I'm excited. I think I'll maybe get a bob. April Fool's. <laughs> I think you should get a Bob. I know I kind of just want to do something drastic I say that every time and then I get the same like three inch trim with layers and angles you know like I honestly think you should get curtain bangs like everyone's doing it and I think some people like should, are doing it who shouldn't be doing it but I think like it would suit you the curtain bang no I'm like I'm I'm open to also, it also like me I'm so out of touch like I thought that snitch invented curtain bangs but they're Everywhere. No, it's like a trend on TikTok. No, I know. Now, I know that now. So, like, I'm just kind of hesitant to take, like, permanent beauty solutions and trends from TikTok. Like, okay, when it comes to trying a foundation, like, I'll try a foundation. But cutting my hair because someone on TikTok told me to, I don't know if that's a level of, like, loser I can get to. I don't know. I think for some people, though, it's, like, it's the right move. 100%. I'm not saying... And I'm saying, I think for you, like, it could be the right move. I just want to see you do something crazy. Like, I'm going to think about it. Pixie cut. Change it up. Stop. So just like spam me with like your favorite hair inspiration photos so I can like get some inspiration. Yeah, we love inspiration. Speaking of nothing that we were just talking about, new episode of The Redheads dropped this Speaking morning. Speaking of being inspired. <laughs> totally. New episode of The Redheads dropped. I'm wearing my Redheads merch like in support of me and my gals. Oh, yeah. Also like you can still get Redheads merch at shopmorningtoast.com. This is literally my favorite sweater ever. By the way, the Rascal Flat song, Me and My Gang, is you and the redheads. 100%. We should Photoshop your heads on we that. We live to rock. <laughs> me and we my gang to live. That's you guys. We, we live to read. We read to live. So true. Oh my God. We should put that on a mug. Yeah. Um, so head over to the Redheads Book Club, listen to the episode, read the book, Snitch's Choice, just drop for next month, except I just saw a comment that like, it's not available to purchase anywhere, so like, that might be a problem. What? Yeah, someone was like, I can't find it on my Kindle. Like, if it's not on the Kindle, then it doesn't. Yeah, it then ain't good. Then it's nowhere. So, um, stay tuned on that. But yeah, it's always a great time to be a Redhead. Always. Feels like a particularly good time. And... Other than that, it's super windy and rainy here in New York today, but thank God you are here to break that wind. No, I know. Like, that's what I do best, break wind. <laughs> and um, Jackie convinced me to get this jacket when we were in Dallas, and I made a commitment to myself. Like, if I'm going to buy a Fendi jacket, then I'm going to wear it oh so many times that, like, 
at this point, based on what I paid for it. It pays for, for it, itself. I, now I think, like, each time I wear it, it cuts the, the price of the jacket, like, in half. Yeah. And I feel like now I'm literally at, like, $50 for this jacket. $50 per wear. Which is a wear. huge bargain. Yeah, such a bargain. Such a bargain. Such a great investment, I would say. A great, great investment. It's such a cute jacket. By a great investor. Thank you. Yes, I'm here to break the wind. We had like four good days in New York. We really thought like spring had sprung and now it's like 30 degrees. It's raining and it's cold. Yeah, but you know what? Like that's kind of my mood today. I'm just in a... Over it. I mean, Thursday, like we have so much to look forward to. Like I just want everyone to take a moment to realize, kind of acknowledge the space that we're in because it goes by so fast. Please lay it out for us. We actually have things to look forward to on this Thursday. Like, okay, yeah, tomorrow's Friday, so it's like a half fake day at work. Also, it's Good Friday, so you might have off, right? Oh. Yeah. Not really. Okay. Might not. Um, But you might be able to like celebrate with your family and, you know, honor the spirit of Christ, right? A hundred percent. So that's exciting. It might be a very good Friday. (laughs) Good Friday, millennials. (laughs) And then we have the weekend and like, I don't know, I just feel like we're always like lamenting on the other side of the weekend. And if we're going to do that, I feel like we should balance it out and really talk about how grateful we, we are to like be alive on this Thursday and have so much to look forward to. Not only do we have a Friday, a good Friday to look forward to, we have a Saturday and a Sunday. And I just think I would be remiss, devastated and heartbroken if I just didn't at least acknowledge the space that we're currently living in. 100%. That's all I'm trying to say. And also Sunday is Easter. And so oh, yeah, like, I'm going to Easter party. like Easter brunch, pat, plenty vibes like that's something to look forward to as well. Also, thank you for reminding me. As long as we're warning people, you know, be on the lookout for... Um, she, uh, she has risen Be captions. on the lookout for April Fool's. This is your message. Like, do not make your Instagram caption, she has risen, uh, or he has risen, on Easter because... Like, just about yourself. Learn from my mistakes. People don't think that's funny. Even but, though I still think it was, like, a funny, clever caption, but I'm never trying to hurt people, you know? Yeah, for Especially sure. on a special day for them. 100%. Easter. So I don't know who needs to hear that, but it's not a good caption and it's no longer socially acceptable. Well, April Fool's, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, thank you for taking that moment to acknowledge the space that we are in. I'm really looking forward to it's the weekend. It's so important to constantly be acknowledging the space that you're currently in. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. Especially, that's how people on Clubhouse talk, you especially know? Especially if you're in a, no, stop, don't insult Clubhouse like that. Like, that's how people on like, podcast talk no people on clubhouse it's very like vc it is but there i like i find at least the ones that i've joined like they're actually saying stuff no the ones that i join are like about bravo and the toast so like they're obviously substantial i've joined about like business or like society and culture like i i find that they're actually saying stuff not like it's important to acknowledge the space that you're in oh actually i completely disagree i think like that what I, the joke I just made, like, is completely accurate. No, I think that's how people on podcasts talk. No, 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 no. Not this podcast. Of course Obviously, not. you should always cultivate your vibe. But um, Always. People on, like, other podcasts. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, but I just whether, say, we, whether or not we agree or disagree, I think we can both agree that it's so important to constantly be acknowledging the space that you're currently in. 100%. And okay. just to play off of that. Oh, yeah. And to piggyback. I Please. think it's so important to acknowledge when you're in a positive space. I agree. Because all, as All jokes aside. Because as humans, we're so inclined to acknowledge when we're in a negative space yep. that in order to achieve balance and mindfulness, we must also acknowledge when we're in that positive space I'm so 100% in agreement with you you are so <laughs> smart and I think we should circle back and kind of follow up on that by end of day yeah for sure but also acknowledge like that we're in that space right Theo <laughs> if you don't stop eating the plant uh, pardon me one moment one okay I'll sing a song about Theo eating the McPlant Tiggs and his plant he lives to plant he plants to live and what are you getting? Oh, treats for Theo. Do 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 do. Oh. 
Sorry, guys. Just had to take care of my son. Come up here. No, uh, uh, all the way up here. Okay. You should keep oh treats with you there. For, oh. oh, took the treat and ran. You know what? Theo's like maybe going through a growth spurt or something. He's being like hella disrespectful recently. I don't know. I feel like he's been really respectful towards me. I'm happy for you. <laughs> um, um, we have a great show, by the way, because not only do we have the Fast Five stories, but Real Housewives of New Jersey was flaming. Well, no, that's not the right word. Like on fire. <laughs> <laughs> on fire last night such a good episode and i thought like after last week's episode we would kind of take a reprieve from like all the drums no but the um, first five minutes of the episode last night were like some of the craziest things it was literally croutons flying like cheese plate it was, was cheese, it cheese it was cheese plate it looked like croutons no no who has that many croutons i know i thought it was weird i'm like where's the lettuce it was cheese cube cheese okay no but like everyone was like going to 100 and then like right back down to zero so they literally melissa like throwing the plate and then immediately cleaning, cleaning it, it up it's like saying something and then being and then being like wait i'm sorry what? like no, being like wait what did you say like no one could remember what they said like were they all so drunk was jackie, was jackie so drunk belligerent <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it because it was such a good episode. No, like, and honestly, if you've been thinking about getting into Housewives, like I would honestly just like pick up maybe from like last season of Jersey because there's so much history to Jersey. And right now I feel like maybe it's not that applicable, but it's such a good season. I was just like not expecting that. No. From this season of New Jersey. No, and like every outing that they have is so precarious. Like is someone going to explode? It's literally a minefield. It's a volatile group of women and men. Yeah, no. And it's like, okay, we finally simmered her, a volcano, Teresa yeah. and Jackie. But like then bubbling beneath the surface, we have Jennifer, Jennifer versus Aiden. Margaret. And I yeah. have to say like, I've always liked Jennifer because I think she's an interesting girl and she's funny and, and all that jazz. Um, but I've officially turned on her because she crossed the line with Margaret. Therefore, she crossed the line with me. Agreed. And Jennifer Aiden might fall um, under the, not yet, but she gives me Dorinda vibes in the sense where it's like she could be as like funny and catchphrasy as you want. But if you continually say like, horrible unethical things like turkey baster comment like that to me dorinda's turkey baster comment is the same as um jennifer what no nothing is that one of my examples <laughs> i always use that you're gonna make fun of me from now on yeah you're so fucking annoying whatever all i'm saying it's like the same level yeah. of depravity Just as jennifer Fools. i'm kidding thank you as jennifer aiden's <laughs> most recent comment which was really disgusting yeah no I, I i wouldn't associate the two to me jennifer aiden is a little more endearing i because i i like jennifer at but, times but a lot of people like dorinda no but i i don't so to me she's more endearing but below the belt yes i agree yeah and it gets really old really fast but jersey is like one of those franchises like oc where they just like constantly go below the belt yeah and that's where they they live but they also like don't talk about like certain things it's very confusing yeah. old school family italian you can't talk about family yeah you can talk about like these three categories but you can go so fucking hard on the others that it's like it doesn't even matter what's yeah. the difference um so that will be in our tv recap segment at the end of the show and i do believe without further ado yeah without further ado april fools without further ado it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast and today's episode is brought to you by Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon. They make great tasting meals possible every day of the week by delivering a variety of recipe options ranging from breakfast to dinner to desserts. Meals feature both the classic flavors you love, plus new and exciting flavors you'll want to discover. They have a brand new menu of 29 deliciously different recipes every week. All the recipes can have just six simple steps and 10 ingredients, and they can be, prepa be prepared in about 30 minutes. Ordering is super easy, and it removes the burden of grocery shopping and meal planning. Your orders can be customized every week to suit your tastes and special diets and you could skip or pause deliveries at any time so we recently tried out marley spoon like maybe two months ago and i tried out the chicken and broccoli which was so 
delightful as someone who's kind of like a chicken and broccoli connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never made it at home and it was so fresh and so good and so easy to make. I'm not a chef like by any means. Um, but I thought the Marley Spoon meals were really easy to plan. And they were and also so fancy. Like I, yeah. I'm really enjoying cooking and the Marley Spoon um, delivery that I got, it was like a salmon dish with like capers. I forget what it was called. It was like a fancy salmon name. And I was like, I just, I truly felt like Martha Stewart. Like I'm not just cooking, but I'm like making fancy, impressive food. Yeah. And impressing others. Yeah. And in an easy way. So it's like, if I'm going to make something at home, it might as well be made by Martha Stewart or else I don't want it. I send it back. So if you're tired of the same old, same old, go to MarleySpoon.com for a variety of chef designed dinners from Martha Stewart and the Morning Toast listeners can save $100 over your first four orders and get free shipping on the first delivery. But you have to use code toast that's code toast at marleyspoon.com marley is spelled m-a-r-l-e-y code toast imagine eating deliciously different chef quality meals every day of the week martha stewart and marley spoon make it possible go to marleyspoon.com today and that's code toast to save a hundred dollars over your first four orders love it okay first story a little more jen shot news oh my god i'll never get tired Things are coming out about Jen, and this is not news to me, but the news is treating it as news, and I want to talk about it. Jen Shah's house, the infamous Shah Ski Chalet, is an alleged fraud, too. Real Housewives star Jen Shah was arrested on Tuesday for alleged money laundering and defrauding hundreds of elderly people in a telemarketing scam, but her alleged victims weren't the only ones getting faked out, so were Bravo fans. The star became uh, notorious for her flamboyant fashions and her friendship faux pas, and the Shaw Ski Chalet that she lived in, a $3.9 million Salt Lake wow. City rental, she grandly passed off as the Shaw Chalet. Never actually belonged to her, the Post has learned. Yes, we, we've been knowing this. We did know this. We talked about this on the show that she was renting her house, but like it never bubbles I mean, up to more. But now it's like, and apparently in the past, Andy has even said like he yes. doesn't understand the concept of renting at all. He said it's just throwing money away, especially a huge home. I don't get it. This was not something that was asked of her on the show at all. Like, And also it came up. Brandy Redman brought it up on another on her podcast, I think. And then like she didn't even say it was Jen. She said one of the Salt Lake City Housewives is renting from like a friend of mine. And then Jen like clapped back at her. You want to come for me with your red hair and bullshit? Come harder, honey. Wow. Jen Shaw, for someone who had so many skeletons in her closet, she really acted like a maniac. Like you would think if you have that much to hide, you would kind of just like be nice to people and like put up like like a facade. Um, Of course, we knew that this house was rented. We've said it multiple times on the show. Um, And that's not shocking. But I do have to say, like, there are very few housewives in certain franchises. I think in certain cities, it's more acceptable to rent. I think in New York, a lot of people rent. Yeah. So it doesn't, like, raise as many eyebrows. But, like, when um, Dorit and... PK were renting that house that JLo used to live in. Now they live in a different house that I believe that they bought. Yeah. But they have had some questionable financial stuff too. So like in certain cities, it does kind of make me question, you know? Yeah. Like, but you know, and like, then Karen a- Huger is renting her new house in Potomac, but she's been very open about their tax problems. So like that makes sense. Right. And unless there's a really good reason, like I'm pretty sure, did we not hear that one of the other Salt Lake City housewives was renting too, but also because she doesn't live in Salt Lake City. no. Heather yeah, yeah, yeah. lives in Park City proper and there's like tons of limitations on whether or not you can film in certain areas and Heather was not allowed to film in her actual home so I believe they rented a home like to set the scene for her fake home yeah that's a different story yeah I believe the home that she has in Park City like she owns yeah so I agree but to pass off a home like as completely your own when and, especially like, when it's so big like yeah. and then I the other 
um, part of the story is that they found the home that she did own up until 2020, and it is... A very modest, small, mid-size, I would say Art Deco yeah. home. Yeah. And it's not the chalet. You could fit, like, probably six of those homes in the chalet if you're just looking for, you know scale reference yeah so on the one hand this whole situation like makes me like question other housewives i'm like okay if there was like where there's smoke if apparently where there's smoke there's fire like yeah are some of my uh, other housewives like is there a fire a blaze well i mean it's on not the being... other hand though i feel like bravo really or in certain situations like obviously i'm thinking of Dorit and PK. Their yeah. finances have been questioned. They did interviews on the show where, like, the producers are grilling them about their finances, and they're both sitting there, like, trying to answer questions. And so I'm like, okay, uh, Bravo was asking, is asking the questions, but, like, I feel like Bridget and Shaw, like, nobody was asking. Nobody knew to ask the questions. Like, I don't know. They knew she was renting her house. Yeah, but there are a ton of, like, housewives who live beyond their means for the show. So... I guess, yes, production could have, like, pushed her a little bit and pressed harder on, like, how all of this makes sense on, like, a you know, assistant college football coach's salary. But I think they like to keep the, you know, the dream alive, you know? Yeah, but they press Mary. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So Hers was more obviously confusing, in my opinion, because I don't understand how you can, like, own churches. Aren't churches nonprofit? Like, I just had more questions about Mary when I really should have been having more questions about Jen. I was just like, damn, how did she get so much? But, like, then there's also, I have so many questions about, like, Leanne Lockett. Like, she admittedly was the poorest housewife on that franchise, but had nicer designer clothing, bags, jewelry than any of the other women. Like, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. That is still one of the great mysteries of our lifetime. Yeah, like every single scene she was showing up. She came on the toes twice each time in different Gucci and Chanel looks. Yeah, head to toe. Head to toe. Um, Wait, also, you sent me something this morning about Jen Shaw, which is like super fucking crazy, Mm -hmm. because now people are just like questioning all the telemarketing phone calls they've ever gotten and somebody like dug up this like voicemail they got from a telemarketing scheme where the woman is calling you know to press about the the person's like student loans and like swear to god the woman is jen Shaw. it sounds similar to jen Shaw. it's crazy what account was it that i sent it um, um it was just so you guys can go and listen for yourselves it was so crazy when you sent it to me. Like my Bravo, job. Bravo, ducking Bravo. Bravo, Bravo. Them. And they and they also have like a lot of other stuff about Jen's previous home. And so if you want more information about that, take a listen. But at the the moral of this story is do not pick up the phone. It's Derek Smith. Yeah, do, do not, not answer the phone. the phone. It's, it's Derek Jen Smith. Shaw. Yeah. Oh man, that's so fucking funny. We need to. If you work, if you're a video editor, like somebody make that scene in the elevator and have it be. Do not answer this phone. It's Derek Smith to De- to Jen Shaw. That is so fucking funny. So funny. And if you haven't watched Confessions of a Shopaholic yet, you absolutely need to. I don't know how you watch this show and haven't seen Confessions of a Shopaholic when we literally quote it. Like, almost every single show. Oh, so sad for the fiscal family. For the whole fish family. But, like, we say so many things that I think, or, like... Men like you are the reason I left Finland. So much drama at Successful Saving. Yes! We- <laughs> We say so many quotes that, like, I don't even think people know what they're, what People it's probably associate it, like, with the toast as opposed to the original movie, which is fine with me. Which is fine with me, but definitely treat yourself. The girl in the green scarf. It's such a good movie. It's such a good movie. I feel like most people have seen it, but you made a good point to me, like, a year ago that I never realized why that movie, like, it didn't flop, but it didn't become, like, an iconic film that it should have because it was released, like, right during the recession. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, this kind frivolous, of like, out of touch. This frivolous, like, Shopaholic, like, can't stop shopping. No one was in the mood. Right, right, during the 2008 housing crisis. Yeah. Yeah. So I think now, um, well, it's also like another crisis. Big one. It's like never a good time for that movie. It's never a good time for that movie, but it's also always a good time for that movie. I agree. Check it out if you haven't yet. Like, content upper, 
For sure. Galore. I don't know what platform it's on, but it's definitely on like a Netflix or a Hulu. Mm-hmm. Ready for our next story? It reminds me of your windbreaker. Okay. Tiffany Haddish rewears her iconic Alexander McQueen gown for the eighth time in People's Beautiful Issue. Oh, I love that she is not letting this joke go. No, like, I love this joke. I love that she's not letting it go. It's still a stunning, beautiful dress, and now it's back. You know the one, the Alexander McQueen halter gown that she wore to the Academy Awards, the MTV Movie Awards, and while hosting SNL, is making another show-stopping appearance, this time in People's 2021 Beautiful Issue. She said, this is the longest-running joke in Hollywood. It's the gown that keeps on giving. It's true. When asked what her boyfriend Common says oh, about the dress, I forgot that they're dating. I know she told people that he thinks it's hilarious. Oh it my god, it is hilarious. I'm like living for this space Tiffany Haddish is in. Like she like rose to such astronomical success so fast. Like from that movie Girls Trip, and now I just feel like she's like living her best life. I feel like she was doing the most for like two years, just like being like the premier female comedian and now she can kind of relax like she's hosting game shows and she's just like living with her boyfriend in her Alexander McQueen dress and I'm just like I want to be in the space that Tiffany Haddish is in like forever yeah totally and she's looking stunning and beautiful and, and smart, smart while doing it I love that she's keeping this joke going like I 100% respect and relate to the fact that like I, I think when she bought it she just like wasn't famous enough to be like gifted a designer gown but like she was like pretty famous so she just bought it herself and it was like eight grand yeah and so she's like, I'm going to make the most of it. It's literally like the windbreaker. I would call this dress an investment. And Did I she think, say she's worn it eight times? Yeah, this is her eighth time So now, now. it's $1,000 per dress. And eight dresses for $1,000 each. And also it's like an amazing dress on her. Like it's like a glove so sickening. A steal. A steal. I'm really happy for her that she's really getting her money's worth. Yeah, and I'm sure like this year there wasn't really anywhere to wear it. And I'm sure she was like, oh, the dress has to be shelved for a we year. We can't have the joke die. But the dress is back. And I'm... So. I, I'm so happy to see the dress. As am I. So, also happy that she's in people's most beautiful issue. Yeah, I guess maybe my email went to spam when they reached out for... Yeah, no, I heard that you were busy and, and Theo was busy and so... Theo's maybe... actually really offended. He's kind of, you know, taking a stand against people. Oh. That he wasn't included. Because he was supposed to be sexiest man alive. The plan is shaking behind well, you. Okay, should I just... Oh, give... I feel like this is giving me flashbacks back to when Theo was a puppy and he like wouldn't behave. Yeah. No, I wonder what what's going on with him. First he betrays and then he's like going for the McPlant. Do 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 do. Come here, Theo. Okay. I'm sorry about that, you guys. It's okay. What Theo yesterday he like made the show and then today it's like just trying to take away. Now from today the show. he's breaking the show. Yeah. Oh, also, speaking of Theo and the show, we did a podcast oh, yeah. episode on Patreon yesterday all about the pups. Theo, Bruce, Knowles, answering all your questions, like all about training them and our best moments, worst moments. And it was such a great podcast. We also came up with Housewives taglines for each of them. Oh, my God. Yes, I forgot about that. And they were so funny. Theo's breath, like, literally smells like plant. Oh, my it's God. It's kind of good. My breath may smell like plant. But, but I love my aunt. Ah! <laughs> That's good. That's mad good. Okay. okay. Also, there was like some drama, did you see, with Snitch and like. I know. Like a bunch of toasters. Like, Someone was trying to start stuff and come between Went in Margot's DMs and was like, Margot, Claudia and Jackie were talking shit about Magnolia on the podcast episode about the pups, which we literally did not no, do. No, we didn't. And at first I was like, oh shit, we're caught. And then I was like, wait, what are you talking about? I honestly don't know like what I would have said because I have so much love in my heart for Noel, so I wouldn't get on a podcast and say something to the contrary. So like whoever the snitch is, show yourself. And I was like to snitch, I was like, wouldn't you want to give us like the benefit of the doubt that like we... 
No, we she only, said she believes the girl. No, like, and here's the thing: like she'll never come to like find out what we said because she will never listen to no, it. No, it's so upsetting. It's like God and forbid you just listen to it. And she find didn't out for even want to hear me out, and I said like you can go listen to it. We have nothing to hide. And she was like, I just believe the person who sent me the message. So like, right? Like after years of like being her camper, right? No means res- nothing. Means nothing. No respect for the bunk. None no whatsoever. Trust. No trust. Hate to see it. Are you ready for our next story? A little content news? Sure. Netflix buys Knives Out sequels for $450 million. They're making a sequel? Knives Out 2 and Knives Out 3. Netflix is plunking down an astounding $450 million for the rights to those two movies. The next two follow-ups are from the 2019 murder mystery, sources tell Variety. I just feel like like that's a movie that like doesn't need a sequel. I know no, that's not the like, story. It was like a perfect movie. Ending. Yeah, like it was just like a perfect Perfect. Yeah, so... I wonder if it's... The films will reunite director Ryan Johnson and star Daniel Craig, who teamed up so memorably on the first one. I wonder if it's going to be like Daniel Craig goes and does a whole Other new, mysteries. Yeah, like I, I guess no Ana de Armas. Oh, okay. That actually sounds like a better concept for a movie, even though I loved the cast very much. Me too. And I loved Ana de Armas in it. I loved Ana de Armas, and I loved the Chris, whose last name I don't know. I want to say... Let me guess. Evans? I think so. Captain America, that was him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evans, yeah. Um, He's so handsome. He keeps coming up on my For You page, like, sweet things. Like, not him specifically, like, his fan accounts being like, oh, my God, this man. And it's like (laughs) every time, like, he's done an award show and, like, helped someone up the stairs, like, who won. It's just like, he's so manly. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Remember when there was that rumor he was dating Vale? Yes. From Vanderpump Rules? I think about that all the time. I know you do. And then you talk about it all the time, every single time he comes up. It's the craziest thing. Do you think they actually did? Did you guys remember that random girl, Vale? I always get her name confused. I sometimes call her Aspen. I just know she's like a, a popular ski destination. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to say her name is Vale. Um, it was a different Chris who dated her. Okay, whatever. I can't go back I think, here. was it Pine? I can't go back to this place. I can't go back to this place either. Whatever. Okay, moving Knives on. out, two and three. Coming to Netflix for $450 million. I hope you guys liked it that much. Okay, like, I know that Netflix is, like, a really big company, and they make their money by, like, you know, charging everyone $11 a month. And then now, like, doubling down on that. I just don't understand how um, they have that much money. Like, for two movies, $450 million. Well, the first movie was made on a $40 million budget, and it earned $311 million. No, I get it. It's an investment. But movies earn... But it's not a beautiful windbreaker, so I can't imagine right. they're going to get much no, back. But like, okay, play this out with me. Like, okay. okay, you... In a studio, $40 million, it made 300 in theaters and DVD and on demand. Netflix gives it away for free to their customers. To their subscribers. But, like, they think... I guess the gamble here is that even more people are going to subscribe because they love Knives Out 1. They've got to see 2 and 3. They're just, Netflix is very much giving me Jen Shaw vibes. That's all also, I'm trying to say. They also need to keep their customers happy. Happy. Netflix was giving me Jen Shaw vibes until the pandemic. And now it's like they're just making money hand over fist. Yeah. I just don't know how, like how do you, how does Netflix monetize other than charging us for our subscription? I'm sure they probably sell our data. No, no, but like that's, Period. Period? Oh, okay. Period. You don't need multiple revenue streams once you're selling people's data. And Just ask Jen Shaw. And when you have a, um, like, the subscription that they have. Yeah, and, I guess that's good. Yeah. I think I think they're okay. Okay, next story is really going to test your memory. Oh, do God. You, do you remember back in 2015, the Twitter thread that went viral? Zola, yes. Zola. How Do you, did you see the story? Yeah. Zola, the um, movie. It's all over TikTok. 
Oh, okay. Zola the movie is here. I know. Now that the story is the basis for Zola the movie, it made its debut last year at Sundance's Film Festival and will hit theaters this summer. Let's give people a little background. Okay. In 2015, a Twitter thread went viral detailing the Odessian saga of Isaiah Minow, Zola King, a Detroit waitress and dancer who embarked on a mind-boggling road trip to Florida with a schemer she met just hours before. Her, the schemer's name was Jen Shaw. It's sorry. a 148 tweet thread that goes through all of the twists and turns of this trip that she took and it was crazy and it went viral then someone bought the rights to the twitter thread and the story said they were gonna make a movie they made a movie here it is it's crazy how like we got a sully movie like before sully even finished landing the plane on the hudson but this movie took like five years yeah well sully landed Oh, it was you a beautiful I mean. day. <laughs> Jackie is like a Sully. I'm a Sully Stan. You know, you know what I'm saying. Like they make they make movies for people before they're even dead. Like yeah, and it's like, why did this one take so long? No, I agree. Sounds low budget, but I, but I do feel like the longer it takes, the better it's going to be. Agreed. Sometimes I feel like it's almost inauthentic when a movie comes out so quickly. It's like, we, oh, okay, thirteen fifteen to Paris. Yeah. That movie came out literally while the men were still on the train. Like, it was so <laughs> fucking quick. Yeah, no, I agree. It's like, we need... Time. Time. Time, curious time. Yeah, like, I think American Sniper did a good job of, like, honoring Chris Kyle, but, like, waiting an appropriate amount of time. Yeah, but that was also not a story that, like, most people knew. knew. Yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, we've just gotten into like this weird cycle of like making movies so fast after like major historical events and tragedies. Mm-hmm. And it's like, give people time. No, time. And also like, let it play out, you know? Right, like things could happen years later. Yeah, or just like the way that it sits, you know? You yeah. gotta let it ruminate. Hunter, 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 it is so important to ruminate. And while you're ruminating, it's also important to, you know, acknowledge the time you're currently living Oh, it, in. it's important to acknowledge the rumination stage. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? It's a little charitable it's news. It's the fifth and final. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. do April Fools, guys. We're getting April, we're just we like so crazy. <laughs> April Fools. Fifth and final story. Kylie Jenner donates five hundred thousand dollars to help a teen cancer to help teen cancer patients in honor of friend Harry Hudson. Oh. Kylie is honoring her friend Harry Hudson, a singer, songwriter, and cancer survivor, by helping teens undergoing cancer treatment. The star donated half a million dollars alongside funds from nonprofit organization Teen Cancer America to build a new lounge space at Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt. The area will serve the unique needs of adolescent and young adult cancer patients, according to a release. I mean, I just love Kylie, and I really am very um, defensive of her. This does feel like like a nice fuck you to all the people who were like you only dated five thousand dollars to the good fund me for your makeup artist yeah so it's like kylie's very philanthropic and let's just stop counting other people's money you know um totally i'm sure someone will find a way to make this a negative story um but until then i think it's a positive and considering she was getting charity shamed last week i thought it was important to share her charitable acts of this week you know the whole charity shaming space is so confusing because like no it's- okay we sh- we charity shame people who don't do charity, or they're just not sharing it. So it's like, but then when they do share it, it's like, why are you sharing and it? And it's also not enough. So it's like, what do we do, you know? Yeah. It's very confusing. Taylor Swift, all uh, roads lead back to Taylor Swift, but like. No, if you find yourself in the business of charity shaming, maybe take a look. Maybe, yeah. maybe recognize the space that you're in. 
I, I don't even want to say anything else because that was so perfectly <laughs> warded. End the show. Thank you so much for listening to the, No, we have to talk about The Real Housewives <laughs> of New Jersey. Um, the Real Housewives of New Jersey last night was impeccable. Here's a few things that I immediately noticed. Okay. Need a house in the Jersey Shore. And honestly, I just want to buy Melissa's house from underneath Melissa's her. I just want Melissa's or to contract Joe Gorga to build me Because the from the front of the house, it's very unassuming. Looks like, you know, a... Uh, like a mid-century ranch. But it obviously has this like insane back, seven bedrooms, the backyard, the patio, the pool, the the ocean, the bar, like, and it's so well done. It's amazing. It's amazing. And like, should they obviously like are just like the best versions of themselves there, you know? Yeah, no, like they are so happy. It was, it, I really wanted to be there, but I was also just really happy for them. Me too. Like Melissa just like making daiquiri. Like the outdoor bar is so sickening. The boat, the jet skis. The jet skis. There was just so so many fun times to be had there. Yeah, I would be like really upset if like the Gorga money wasn't real because I like how they spend it. Like they do it in a nice family friendly way. Yeah, no, I think I, well, here's the thing. I wonder how long you're on TV. If you're like running, you know, some sort of criminal enterprise, how long are you on TV before like the feds find out? You know, I feel like they've, they're have surpassed that's true you know like jen Chow was one season i feel like even for teresa it was like two seasons three no like four i don't know more. yeah i know what you mean. i know more <laughs> no i know what you mean you know so i think they're um safe i mean i don't want to jinx it but i just really um i love them as a couple and i loved that they finally like stood up for themselves in the face of Teresa because they're in this space where like they fully understand what's going on between everything and everyone. They're very clug. Like they understand the wor- how the world works. Teresa just kind of lives in her own head so she doesn't really understand what's going on. But for Melissa and Joe, it's just like constantly getting beaten down by Teresa and then also being expected to defend her. And it's just like this impossible dynamic to want to keep the family peace but also like at what sacrifice? Like to what end do we just keep our sister happy while she literally berates us? Yeah, no. And they both just fucking lost their minds and I was like happy for them. I was happy for them too I think that it needed to happen when Joe when Joe Gorga said that no man has ever taken away more from him than Joe Judice I, I like felt that in my soul I know. and I and he got he was so angry and and I know it was just like all the for him and Melissa like they've been holding this in I'm sure every night before they go to bed they just like talk shit and they're like but we'll never say it for the interest of keeping the peace of the family and I have a lot of respect for that but there's only so much someone can do. No, and it's like, they'll try and keep the peace as long as possible. But when Teresa's starting to start with them, when she breaks the peace, it's like, oh, you want to break it? Here's what we think. Yeah, and the dinner was so insane for a multitude of reasons. One, she told Melissa to shut up when they were literally just talking. Like, how fucking disrespectful is that? Like, Jennifer Aiden, you're all so concerned with how Marge talks to her husband. Look at how your fucking best friend talks to her sister. Like, it's yeah. disgusting. Disgusting. Then, keeps bringing it back to Joe Giudice saying that, like, uh, Melissa, Dolores, and Joe Gorga need to apologize to Teresa for saying he was going to take her money. First of all, okay, yes, they were wrong, but they were just worried about you. Like, and they don't owe anyone anything. No. Then Joe Gorga said that Joe Giudice is releasing this article about him, like saying he is dirt on Joe Gorga and like threatening him. And like Teresa does nothing. So then Teresa's getting into her dumb fight with Jackie again. And Melissa and Joe were just expected to like come Have, to the rescue. Right. It's no. so asinine and so backwards. So backwards. And I just loved when they exploded. I really did. No, I loved all of the different explosions and like there were so many other fights and like I, I felt like people didn't even know like what was happening when M- Margaret for like 0.5 seconds turned on Jackie I was glad because Jackie was being out of control and I have to I hope like for the sake they're of, fine no, no no I know that they're fine like was she so drunk because her emotions were just like all over the place right because she spent most of the dinner just being like I'm fine stop worrying about me and then like she was literally a puddle of tears like inconsolable and the fact that she would like come away from that and be so upset with Joe Benigno like stop and I'm I so glad this morning she and, wasn't and I thought Margaret handled it expertly and like 
she Margaret was in a, a tough spot she was in a tough spot but like she didn't back down from from anyone and Jackie needed to be told like stop like yeah you can't just be a big baby you know and by the way like I it just wasn't made clear like how Joe Benigno said it because yes he did say he heard it but that they didn't believe it and it's like he's he's not a paid housewife he doesn't say things to like stir up drama and create plot lines he was just a guy like sharing like I felt so bad for him when he was sitting at that meal like he just like had unbeknownst to him like made a colossal fuck up yeah and like literally turned this whole thing upside down and gave so much credibility to Teresa without knowing it yeah and I felt so bad for him I felt so bad for Marge and then I did feel bad for Jackie and I feel like Melissa was really the only one making like bringing people back down to earth just be like look at this girl like she's fucking broken we're talking about her marriage like that's off limits to us like why why won't you stop and I actually had a lot of respect for Melissa for going up against Teresa and just being like look at this girl like look what you're doing it's her marriage and I understand Teresa like you don't have a fucking marriage right now maybe you can't understand what that's like but like at some point like just let it go yeah so I think things had to get really bad before they could get a little bit better I also the relationship between Teresa and Joe and her brother is just like the kiss on the lips oh no I'm not worried about that but like it's no Teresa's in love with her brother like okay, thank you, thank is you. that what you're trying to say yes. yeah 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 like if Joe tells her to do something she'll do it because she loves him no and she's just she's like <laughs> I think it's really hard for her not and I like, think and the, and I think like if you want to like I'm not you know a family therapist but like if you want to get down to the root of like her um disdain for Melissa that's always coming. Joe Gorga's a husband she wished she had no and like yeah she wants to be like married Mel- to her brother no but like not in a sexual way but in like that's no, like, the exact Melissa type takes of away like the, like time and energy and love from Teresa like because she's his wife and like yeah there's a, like a jealousy that's not just like girl stuff it's like sibling <laughs> yeah no it's weird for a hundred percent but I like love Joe and Melissa's marriage so much and I really think like no one's in a tougher spot than Joe like having to choose and I have a lot of respect for him that he will always defend his wife like against his sister and it's not hard because his sister's always wrong (laughs) but he also like does the best that he can at not like blowing it up piling on to Teresa like he jumps in when it's absolutely necessary but like he he tries to defend her as much as possible and that's really all you can ask for it was just like uncomfortable watching so many parts of it like of course when Joe Margaret and and, uh, Jackie were fighting like I literally wanted to die (laughs) and then watching Jackie and her crazy ass hair extensions just like sob (laughs) in Dolores and Frank's living room like it was so fucking crazy it was when Jackie went back to Melissa's and called her husband like Again, I'm, in the just, foyer. I'm operating under the guise that she was so drunk because it's the only way that like I can make sense of any of it. Rationalize. And like, and like literally piling onto him. And it's like in this instance, like Jackie just needs to be stronger like for her family and like she'll like her husband. It's obviously really affects him and his business. Like she needs to internalize she's it She's the armor. She's not like she's just making everything like bigger, bigger and worse and uh, she needs to shoulder more of it. Like, I'm sorry. No, I know. Like, she's, this is your this is your world. Don't get me wrong. Teresa started this whole thing, and but Teresa the way Jackie, is unequivocally wrong. But the way Jackie's handling it is made just... Made it into a full-blown storyline. And then now she's like, I'm not giving life to this. It's like, this is a teenager now. No, literally. Like, it's so silly. And and that um, converse... I actually, like, ha- never have had less respect for Teresa then when she like said she didn't want to talk to Evan she's like no you could talk to him like you know and Jackie's like no I think you should talk to him like 
Really, you're going to run your mouth at his birthday party, talk shit about him, not back down, and you won't even say one fucking word to his face. Like, and you, you pretend like you're so confident and strong. Really, bitch? Like, that is the most cowardly shit I've no, ever and seen. Then, no, it gets worse, more cowardly when in her interview, she's like, I'm old school. Like, it, it, the husband and the, wife sorted out, but I guess they have a different sort of marriage. Yeah, like, a marriage. Yeah. One where, <laughs> you know, she was just like one where on, they don't send each other to jail. She was off her fucking rocker no, last night. Like the fact that she had literally the gall to say to Jackie, like, I don't think I want to talk to your husband. Like after all you fucking done, you don't even have the testicle to speak <laughs> to this man. I just, I found it appalling because you know what? Say what you want about Teresa, but she's a fucking beast. She's strong. She could go up against anyone. And now she's like, oh, no, I don't want to talk to your I husband. I to a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what are you fucking 11? It was crazy to me. Like, I was floored, and I never had less respect for this woman in my life than I did her standing talking to Jackie. No, I don't want to talk to Evan. What? <laughs> what? It was crazy. I have to be honest. The worst moment of the episode the for me. No. Where I literally, my hand was like this. I was like so feeling so awkward. I can't. I can't. It was the worst moment. When they're on the boat and Teresa's taking pictures. Of <gasps> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. Of Jackie yes. and Evan. Trying to be, like, sweet. Trying to be sweet, being, like, kiss. And it's, like, oh, you're so literally cute. trying to bring this couple no. apart. Like, trying to be um, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. No, like, you And it's, like, I wanted to appreciate her effort, but she's done so much damage. And she's been so wrong. I, I can't help but cringe. I'm gonna like be sick. From no, this. it was sick. I'm gonna go. I'm going back in though. No, that's and the awful. fact that like Jackie and Evan like obliged, participated, and like it was community theater. <laughs> like it was fucking awful. No, I've never felt so much from the community theater. <laughs> no, I know. Oh my god. Um. Also, then things like took another turn at lunch when the guys get up and Margin and shout Jen. out to the guys. Like they handled it like pros because obviously you can't shut the conversation down. This is your wives' jobs. They're on a show. But it, everything is so much more heated and personal when the men are there because they're literally talking about the men, but the men don't want to get involved and, like, stand up for their wives, which I completely and understand. And they don't want to turn their backs on each other, like, guys night. Right, know? they're friends. Like, no. I have and so they, much respect for Frank Italian, by the way. He did not say one word in the car about Joe Benigno, and he did not say one word at dinner about so Joe Benigno. So much respect for him. I have so much respect for Joe Gorga being like, men, up, yeah, out. out. Yeah. Take your salads <laughs> and let's, let's go. go. Um, but it was like... Melissa, I mean, uh, Margaret and Jennifer Aiden like kept saying below the belt things to each other, but Jennifer fucking started it. Like things were finally going well. She's the one who brought up last night and then she just completely fucking lost the whole thing when she said the thing about her boss. That she brought up the night before, like finally it was smoothed over. Like, what are you doing? Of course the boss comment was like so below the belt, like took a vulnerable moment and used it and weaponized it. But to me, the initial crime is even bringing up last night. Agreed. Because even if you're not going to get into a fight with Margaret, why would you put Jackie and Teresa like back in that place? What are you trying to right, do? And you claim to be Teresa's friend. So like, why are you bringing this back up? I'm so turned on Jennifer. Me too. Like, and even though this is probably not even the worst thing she's ever done. I know. Turn to. I know. It's hard because like you want to like her. Like her family stuff is like funny and interesting and she is such great style and I live for her husband. But unfortunately, that's not enough to negate all of the negativity that she brings. And after like her bringing up last night and what she said to Margaret, anything that Margaret has now said about her, fair game. I agree. Even that word. I agree. And also... The concubine comment. What's a concubine? Um, Like, (laughs) it's really mean. Well, it's like, she's basically said like, because Jennifer was like, I can't believe you talk to your husband that way. Which, by the way, is such a nasty thing to say. Like, of course, no. stay out of people's fucking marriages. And then Margaret was like, well, yeah, 
you can't talk to your husband in any other way because he's your fucking meal ticket, you concubine. Yeah, a woman who lives with a man but has lower status than his wife or wives. Didn't even know there was a word for that. Yeah, and also that's I'm like such the a word concubine. that um <laughs> that I think um did Candace call Ashley Darby a concubine? I have no idea. I, I swear I've did. never yeah. I've never heard that word. I believe that she did. It's like a biblical term and it's oh, it's like like whore. It's but it's like so specific and poignant. Yeah, no, like and the fact that Margaret was just able to like pull that SAT word out of her back pocket. We have no respect to respect. No, but see, like I think of course, like the the sleeping with the boss comment was so atrocious, but like it really riled me up when she said, like, I can't believe you talk to your husband that way. Like, first of all, you don't know how people communicate. Second of all, stay the fuck out of people's marriages. Like it was so it Didn't kind of we bothered, just learn that? It bothered me, like, more than all the other stuff. Like, because if somebody ever said that to me, I would be like, mind your own fucking business. Like, 100%. And, and, also, and, it try, and she was just trying to make Margaret look so bad. Like, yeah. you talk down to your husband. Like, it was just, like, really, really disrespectful. So I'm fully, fully team fucking Margaret. I'm 100% team Margaret, never looking back. Um, I'm very upset with Jennifer. And you know what? I actually walked out of the episode with a little bit more respect for Dolores because for me Dolores's blind spot has always been Teresa like Dolores has had a really unique way of being the real moral compass of the show except when it comes to matters involving Teresa and it gets like frustrating because you want where is that like smart wit moral compassy vibe when it comes to the Teresa shit but she's always just kind of been blinded by it and I feel like last night she um told Teresa to apologize after dinner she 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 doesn't come out as strong as she should for Teresa, but at least now she's navigating Teresa in the correct way. And she was the one who like audibly gasped when uh, Jennifer Aiden said like that thing about Margaret's boss. Yeah, I feel like even though she's not like, you know, sticking up for she's the She's on other the wrong side, side of history. No, she, but she's not defending Teresa, which she usually does. Yeah. So But like that's she's a at start. the wrong shore house, you know? I would love it's her house. No, I know, but like you know what I mean. Like in terms of the, like, it's like these are the two couches. But no, but like still, it's like what she said to Jackie. Like we're cut from a different cloth. Like Teresa and Jennifer, like they are just more similar. You no, know, I know, but like for my personal um, enjoyment, I would just like Dolores on the right side of history. I know, but then you'll start. Then you'll get a fight between Dolores and Jackie, and I That's don't want true. that either. Not again. Even no. though that was pretty funny. Okay, Jackie. It's high quality fabric. <laughs> Every time I hear her tagline, me too. I, laugh. I may be quite cut from a different cloth, but, but it's, it's high, high quality, quality fabric. fabric. I just laugh from our assessment. I know that was like the most random fucking story. <laughs> like like she uh, sounds like rug sounds. She literally sounds like she works in the garment district. 100%. Like she's trying to sell, you know, a her client. fabric. Yeah, it's the highest quality fabric. <laughs> um, so it's it's honestly such a good season. Like I. I kind of dread watching Dallas. I look forward to Jersey. Like I watched live. I was so excited to Me watch. Me too. No, I turned on my TV at eight o'clock. Found out it was on at nine. Me too. And so I, I rewatched there. the old episode. Oh no! What did I? Oh, I I put on uh, Discovery Plus. Ina Garten. She was making a delicious salmon taco. It's just so good, and it's like the franchise we really needed from them because we had a couple rough years there. So. Yeah. No, it's really good. Um, I'm loving it, and I can't wait for next week and Team Margaret for life. Keeping up with the Kardashians is on tonight. Yep. Bittersweet once again. I'm headed out to dinner, so... Um, Yum. I don't right. know if I'm going to watch it. Like, depends on how many drinks that I have. Okay. See how you feel. I'll give you one guess to guess where I'm going to dinner. I know where. Where? Your addiction. Yeah. Can I say it? Yeah. Zero bond? Yep. I'll be there. That's our show. No, it's not April Fool's. It's someone else's. <laughs> 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 okay. 
<laughs> no, but really, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Show. The Millennial Morning Show, we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Show and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. We hope you guys have an amazing Thursday. Don't forget to acknowledge the space you're currently in. And we'll see you tomorrow for... Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Goodbye. Bye.